Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, especially uh, us. It's our birthday, apparently, according to a message I got earlier today from our co-host. Yay, happy third birthday to us. Uh, my name is Luke, I am your host of the Never Open Podcast and with me as always is <gasps> Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. And Luke, when it's over now... <laughs> Drink your big black cow. Get out of here. It's our third <laughs> anniversary. I think this is episode 140, 184, something like that. So we've averaged over 84, yeah. You know, over 60 episodes a year, and that's what we're doing. Luke, today we got G1 block announcements. We got two big shows to review, New Japan News, and more today on the Never Open Podcast. Oh, that's right. Uh, and uh, also, there's ways people can get in contact with us if they wish to. Uh, we are on the Tweety. If you want to interact with us, never. Uh, we're at Never Open Pod. If you want to interact with uh, us individually, I guess, and not together because you're weird like that, you can do that too. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drew to the Tweets. Maybe you just like one of us. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's you. It's you. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that too. Neveropenpod at gmail.com. Oh, can we do a wrestler diary today too? We got one left yeah, and man. we should do it today on our birthday. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and if you got a little extra um, money, we got a Teespring store. Buy our shit. You will look never as. <gasps> Fuck. Yeah. I've had drinks. Yeah, I should Go. probably like uh, at some point. I should probably like post pictures of our merch and like try to push it somehow. I just I just don't care. So anyway, but yeah. but it's good merch. I have it. If we're, you know, you should wear yeah, it. Yeah, we you have it too. The, the extra money and all that, you know. But <laughs> I can, Luke, I can um, guarantee you a sale near Christmas time because uh, my, my sister wants a hoodie. So ah, uh, uh, very go. nice. I wear the hoodie yeah, all the time when it's not yeah, a thousand degrees. Um, but uh, anyway, Luke, today we have all kinds of stuff going on. We got the All Together Now show, which we'll talk sure. about probably maybe more briefly than we have a New Japan Road show, which all with all kinds of new feuds to talk about. This is going to be a fun show. But before we get to that, there is some news, Luke. And uh, yeah, a couple things. You know, obviously we're going to hit the G1 stuff when we get to it. Oh. Um, you know, it's just going to be fun to talk about. I can't wait. But uh, I did learn today that Desperado is finally fit fighting Japanese Raven, uh, which is like a feud that began – I think it pro wrestling freedom and continued through Takataichi mania. And now is going to actually be a match at uh, DDT at, at their wrestling Peter Pan show, which is hilarious. Oh my God. I um, love that name. Mr. Ian, <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you want to do a review that week, we'd love to know how Desperado and, uh, and Japanese Raven turns out. Sure. It's, I can't remember his name. It's Dice K something, but uh, it's not Harada. It's the other one. He's banging so, his head uh, on the keyboard right now. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. You know what he looks like. You know who he is. But uh, also, that? Luke, I, I want to talk about this strong branded show in Japan. What is this? All right. So, <clears throat> Independence Day for you guys. Uh, what's that? July 4. So there's two days. I don't know if it's July 3 and 4 or July 4 and 5. Professionalism is my job, but I don't know that. There's going to be two strong shows in, in Japan. So there's been some major major match announcements. Like 
<laughs> Shut up. You get out of here. We've got Kenta versus Eddie Kingston, and we've got another match that happens. Well, do we want to spoil it now? It's not a spoiler, but yes, there is tag matches. Tell me about it, Luke. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> I like it. We'll talk more about it when we uh, get to the Road Home Show. But uh, Alex C., the android, and, uh, and Gabriel Kidd. I almost always say Billy Kid, Billy the Kid. I don't know why. So Gabriel Kid. <laughs> I'm, I'll make you famous. <laughs> Right. You know, that's funny. The the Undertaker stole that, that line from fucking Amelia Estevez. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, and it's like he's Billy the Kid, Undertaker. Hmm, not really the same, but uh, okay. No. But there's going to be a tag team title match on both shows. So on one night, we're going to have a strong, never open weight tag title match. And the next night, it's going to be for the IWGP World Heavyweight titles. I don't know which night's which. It doesn't matter. But it's, it is the uh, it is the Bull Club guys, the Android and Gabriel Kid versus the Fisherman. So yeah. uh, it looks like we're splitting them titles back up. What do you reckon? That's good. That's good. And, you know, I mean, it does kind of spoil that, obviously, I would assume that one team, whoever, whichever match is first – the team that doesn't have titles is going to win that match. Wouldn't you think, you know, uh, yeah. why, why would they lose and then get another title match the next All night? Right. But New, yeah. New Japan, throw me a curveball and give Andy the best Christmas present you could ever give him and have the Android kids win the IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team titles <laughs> and have Fishmon fuck off to America and do a tour over there or some shit. No. <laughs> That's okay. not going to happen, and you know it, but... <laughs> Luke, and- Android Kids or Kid A? Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, Kid A. Let's do it. Yeah, I love it. That's that's everyone. Uh, man, what a great album, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, every song on that album, Luke, is a banger. <laughs> Everything in its right place. <laughs> the guy. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think um, there's a movie called Vanilla Sky that used one of the songs that I think it's that one at the beginning. And oh, my God, it's such a cool, like, dreamy song with that electric piano. Fender Rhodes piano, by the way. Tremendous. But, Luke, we're here to talk about wrestling. So Strong Mm -hmm. Brandish Show is going to give us those, uh, you know, matches. That'll be fun. I'm sure we'll watch them. I don't really know. We talked about we don't really know how we feel about Strong coming to Japan because it's like, okay enough like how many shows do we have but you know at the same time we always bitch about stuff and then we love it i can't wait to talk about how (laughs) like congested our like august is gonna be and stuff and how great and happy i am about it but uh i don't have anything else until if you're ready we could talk about the ria goku sumo hall all together now show is it all together again shit well if is it all together Oh, now we have to start the podcast all over again. (laughs) No, I have to redo the fucking, like, episode art that I made. So those, like, fucking stiff guys keep making amazing episode art. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to step our game up a little bit. Jesus. They made a My Name name is Earl one uh, for their most recent episode. And it's like, I guess there's a giant section about how ELP is kind of doing you know, the his story is basically the story from My Name is Earl now. So. <laughs> Tremendous. That's, right. that's, that's really funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
their art is really good. Like, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the show. Uh, I did uh, at some point during this show go, hey, hey, Andy, I'm taking light notes for this because this is kind of, it's got the vibe of of a strong pay-per-view. No offense to this show. This show is really good. But, you know, it's like there's going to be some cool moments, but, you know, maybe apart from the main event, <laughs> not much well, important stuff is going to happen. At the beginning, you know, we have Chris and Kevin on the call. It's at Ryugoku Sumo Hall. We're not going to talk about that venue. I got a lot to say about the next venue that we talk <laughs> about here. But um, it's interesting because, like, okay, so at these kind of, you know, multi-branded shows, I guess, we, we have, you know, All Japan, NOAA, and we have New Japan all together, at, you know, again. And uh, <clears throat> so throughout the night, we have – different ring announcers coming in and out of the, of the, of the ring. It's kind of fun. You know, I don't know who any of them are except for the new Japan guy. And I don't even know what his name is because I'm the worst, but it's interesting because when you look at the seats and everything, it's like the, you know, the bleachers. And so a lot of times with bleacher seating, people kind of like push together in the middle. And so they do that and it makes it look like there's no one there at first, but it fills up. It's almost like, you know, what I'm thinking is, is that, they, they, I know they they had announced that they have different sections for each one of the uh, different promotions. So you could buy an All Japan seat and you sit. Well, actually, let's do this a different way. You could buy a New Japan sit, seat and you sit right where Hard Cam's showing you the whole time, sitting in your red King Switch shirt in the front row. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that guy is cracking me up. But, uh, you know, if you're in the NOAA section, you could sit off to the side. If you're in the All Japan section, you have to stand outside. So. Oh, my God. I mean, the DDT sec- section was actually in the building, and they didn't have any wrestlers on the show. Yeah, all the wrestlers just had to watch from the from the, you know curtain, but then they got caught and got kicked out. So, um, yes, but Luke, uh, I don't know. You know, I thought it was a really fun show. You know, we'll be briefly talking about some of the matches and in detail for some more. Um, I don't know. We have a pre-show match, Luke. Forgive our pronunciations, everyone, but we've got Rio Inoue, Black Mensor, Yo, and Taguchi versus Super Crazy, Alejandro, Seki Yoshiaka. And Atushi Katogi. I feel, I feel like I did that pretty damn good. I'm hey, proud take of you. I mean, pretty, pretty awesome. No, yeah. first time. Got on the oh, first time. Oh, first time, yeah. Absolutely the first time. By the way, one's, one dude's nickname is Not Enough, which made me laugh because uh, wrestling, you're supposed to put yourself over. So, yeah, on the little box <laughs> where the wrestler's name comes up, everything's in Japanese, but the guy's nickname is Not Enough. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> this guy's got no confidence in himself at all. Was he the one that got pinned? I think he might have been because he was Probably. not enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, who's going to lose this match? There wasn't much of a debate between the companies. They were like, all right, we'll have Yo. Uh, he'll pin. Yeah, not enough. Yeah, that's it. Not enough. Will, uh, not enough got the guys like, man, I knew I should have changed my nickname, but he's stuck with it now. <laughs> so not enough has the job all the time, and he does, to direct drive. So you know, if I uh, if I wasn't already invested and interested in this pay per view, and I thought I'll just check out the kickoff, direct drive yo wins, I'll be like, yeah, fuck this. 
Well, I'll just listen to a podcast about it. <laughs> right. There you go. This one in particular. So, um, That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, I, the weird thing I saw about this, that it, I don't know if you saw this, but off to the side, like watching from the curtain, you could see the new Japan president. I can't remember what his name is, but he was peeking Bottom. out and he already had his dick out. He had his big <laughs> dick out and he was smacking wrestlers in the face with it. So, already. So we often have a joke about how new Japan will get their big swing and dick out for these joint shows and pretty much just bury the other companies. And we'll see how that goes, but they're, you know, started off ready to, ready to do that here. Luke, we get a funny thing before mm -hmm. the main show starts where it's the people who sing the all together again song. And it's, uh, and it's this guy named Funkist and another guy and there and Tanahashi gets in the ring and he sings the song and it's like a charity show or something, which is great. But man, Tanahashi is such a nerd, isn't he? Like he, he looks like, <laughs> he looks like his tag. daughter, like his, he's at the you know, Taylor Swift concert with his daughter and he kind of, he knows the songs, you know, because <laughs> he listens to him in the car with her all the time. The and he's he's yeah. kind of standing yeah. behind his daughter singing along, trying to pretend like he, he isn't, you know, that's kind of what he does. But I will tell you. The, the other guy that's in the uh, in the ring with Funkist, he's playing guitar. I think it's a Telecaster, if I remember right. And he's actually plugged in. But, I mean, we're not sure if he's really playing guitar. But the guy is really singing. And, uh, and fucking Tanahashi starts playing air guitar. What I wouldn't get to do a duet with fucking Tanahashi in a New Japan ring playing guitar next to him playing air guitar. Wow. That was pretty cool yeah. for the punk. You know, at the end of some New Japan shows, like Tanahashi will be like, right, I'm going to do an egg, egg guitar segment. And as he starts air guitaring, like guitar starts playing, because, yeah. you know, it's Tanahashi. I would have loved it if Tanahashi was there. He starts doing his air guitar and the song cuts off because Tanahashi's, like, guitar solo kicks in. <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. They yeah. should have just, like, paused, because now it's time for the, the Tanahashi solo. Stop. Back into the song, finish. <laughs> mm, now that's a chef's kiss banger right there. Is it? That's all. It's all out of key and everything too. That'd be great. But uh, Luke, uh, the main show begins, and uh, we have uh, Masakita Mia, uh, Daisuke. I don't know what his first name is. Inaba, which always pisses me off because the only Inaba that I like in New or in professional wrestling is Karate Lady and Just Step Out. So, uh, mm -hmm. but these folks uh, also Inamura who is the guy that um, I believe that's the guy that uh, Kevin Kelly always uh, describes as um, Gino Gambino at uh, the like S&M club or like <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Right. So uh, it's them uh, versus the fishermen, which is Yoshihashi and Goto with Ishii. Right. So um, this is an interesting match, I guess. And um, basically like all of the non new Japan guys are very stocky. And they're very like never style guys. So there's a bunch of never style wrestling in this. It's pretty good. And like yeah. Ishii gets real mad at other people for being never. He's like, you think you're never? And he also was neck shaming them because they all have necks still. And he does not. He's like, you think you're stocky? You think you're never? What Look, I, don't <laughs> even have a, I don't even have a neck. Good luck with that. So that was tremendous. Um, this is all that stuff. So Yoshihashi gets his ass kicked, which makes me really happy. And we get a fun exchange yeah. between Ishii and Inamura. And then Ketamiya's in, and he squishes Ishii with a senton. Like, some of these sentons, man. Like, you're supposed to kind of, like, land part of, like, your butt lands on the mat. 
and your back kind of like sort of lands on the person. That way you're not killing them. Yeah, but man, they're crazy. not doing that. They're not doing that. that. It looks really painful. So awesome power moves from Inamura and Ishii. There's a Ho Train on Goto, which made me laugh really hard. And then uh, Shoto on Inaba, which is what he gets for not being Karate Lady. Yeah, I was a little mad to see war drums on uh, Kitamir as well. I was like, fuck you guys. Disgusting. Disgusting. There's a Kitamir hits a uh, like a Samoan drop in Yoshihashi, and I was like, out. It kind of crunched him like uh, some of those uh, some of those uh, other moves you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, the sentons. Yeah, holy shit, man, it was nuts. But uh, yeah. I like that Ishii suplexes Inamura, then Inamura suplexes him back, but he does a knee squat first, so I thought that was pretty funny. <clears throat> yeah, I thought this was a good time. I like and, how, uh, like, some of these guys, some of the people on this show that are not in New Japan, well, some of them, period, are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show out. I'm going to fucking show everybody I can hit hard, I can go crazy. And then there's other guys that are like, I'm trying to get a spot maybe on with some of these companies, so I'm going to work, you know, light. You know, I'm going to I'm going to show everybody that I know how to work without hurting people. And it's fun to see the dichotomy between those two <laughs> philosophies on the show. So. Well, uh, in this match, the non New Japan guys were just like, well, these are other guys. We're going to going to fucking crunch these bastards like this guy. <laughs> and uh, and the and the chaos boys are just like, yep, that's fair. Let's roll. I liked it. It was a good match. <laughs> yeah. If did, I don't know if you saw this, but I again. The president of New Japan, on this last time I'll tell this joke, but he was whipping people with his dick. Like, right on the side. Like, everybody could see him. (laughs) Except for the old Japan crowd that were outside. Yes. Uh, Well, they could see it on their phone, but it was really little on their phone. It looked big. It still looks big, but okay. All right. All right. Next, we have, excuse me, Kosai Fujita and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sean Legacy and Chris Ridgway. So... Chris Ridgway does this really cool-looking leg sweep to Zack Sabre Jr. at one point, which is really cool. Uh, the crowd pops Vegeta when he tags in. <laughs> they go going nuts hey. for him. Someone's getting an ego here, and I think it's Kosai Vegeta. Mm-mm. You don't think so? I was just – I was doing an uh-uh to kind of just uh-uh. – you know, just to agree with you and, and you know, <laughs> emphasize your point. I was adding punctuation. So. All right, cool. Exclamation point. Uh, so uh, – I guess uh, the story here is also that uh, Sean Legacy and Chris Widgway don't really get along that much. Uh, and uh, Chris wants to treat it more like a singles match. So he doesn't want to really want to tag out, which is fine with me. And after the match is finished, I feel like Chris Widgway got his way because I have an image in my mind as to what Chris Ridgway wrestles like. And then I'm like, what did Sean Legacy do again? Did he do like two moves or something? Like <laughs> he was like a good. he was good, but like I don't know. So <clears throat> if that was the story, I think Chris won. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. and Vegeta they get to do submissions together on Legacy, which is adorable and awesome. So they're doing the wrist lock submission, and then they get the uh, arm straightened out, like bent at the elbow, and then they'd stomp on it at the same time on both the uh, both arms. I thought that was adorable. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Th- this match is really good. And, oh, my God. The Zack Sabre Jr. and Chris Rudre stuff is awesome. But I really liked uh, seeing Chris and Vegeta mix it up as well. Oh, my God. And, like, <clears throat> see, whoever thought that putting Vegeta together with Eagles and Zack Sabre Jr. was a good idea, guess what? 
it's a it's a it was, good idea. It was Zack Sabre Jr. It was his idea. Yeah. I'm not surprised because I feel like there's all right, I feel like there's a lot of people who have ideas in, in, in wrestling, of course, but there's two guys in New Japan right now I always think of when I think of like, oh, that was a creative finish. That was interesting. I really like that. And that's Al Fantasmo and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Always doing shit like that. Anyway, the max match ends with an ankle lock on Koso Fujita. But, uh, yeah, awesome match. And there was a uh, gnarly German as well in this match by, uh, by Chris on Fujita, which was great. Yeah, Ridgeway gets the win. He makes Fujita yeah. tap. And, like, so um, every time this name gets brought up, I have to go on this little diatribe. So uh, Chris Ridgeway trained Robbie Bro- or was trained by Robbie Brookside. Listen, I, I know you're listening to a podcast right now, but, like, just write this down. If you're not going to stop the podcast and go watch this, uh, just, just you know, Google. And pull over. Uh, pull over as well if you need to. Nah, nah you're fine. Uh, but Robbie Brookside <laughs> – Robbie Brookside versus Johnny Saint from World of Sport. Everyone should watch that like once a year. It's inc- it's like one of the most amazing matches you'll ever see in your life. And it's awesome because it's British rounds and it's it's uh, I think it's on YouTube one round at a time. But it's fantastic. Please watch that. You'll thank me for, uh, you know, showing that. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed this. I guess we should talk about Fujita right now. And you were trying to get me to do that earlier, and I just didn't listen. So I'm sorry. Uh, but Fujita actually announced in his, uh, you know, backstage comments for the next show that he is no longer a young lion. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like it. So um, I don't like it because, you know, remember when, when Hanare was just like, ah, I'm not a young lion anymore. And then it took him a year to, like, find his feet after that like so he, he might as well have gone on excursion anyway yeah, a steady yeah, job for like, a year on the tv the idea is that you know you go away so you can come back and and you know we'll talk about suji quite a bit later and how that's worked for him that wouldn't have worked if he was just hanging out cheering tanahashi every night from ringside so you know i just i don't really like that but i will say i don't know man fujita might be the best young lion right now I mean, like he's his moves look incredible and, and he's got an established move set now where like, for example, he's got the uh, you know how Tanahashi has that big slap that he hits late in the match. Fucking Fujita has that. He has this like crack chop that he'll hit right in the middle of a match. You know, that's kind of you can see that's going to develop into one of his big moves, you know, as a punctuation late in the match. And you could see it forming. Um, obviously, this whole you know, partnership with TMDK has been awesome for him. I just, I don't know. I want guys to go away so they can come back. I think that works better, but that's just my opinion. Luke. I agree. My, my, my first thought was I'm watching this show and I I couldn't remember if I wrote to you about it or not. And I I swear it's true. I I promise that I was like, wow, does Vegeta even need to go on excursion? Look, Look where he is now. He's got this great spot. And then he made this announcement, and immediately I thought the opposite. <laughs> <coughs> you're like, that's it's only a good idea when it's my idea, right? When it's somebody else's idea, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> because uh, because so if anything, New Japan over the last few months has showed us, it's uh, it's working. What they do, their programs, it works. Shooter Ren. And Yodosuji are all three in great spots right now in New Japan. Greater Khan's a steady hand. You can you can bump him up anytime you want, and he's credible. It's awesome. 
Wato just won Best of the Super Juniors. So poor Yu Yamura. He's just stuck in impact forever. <laughs> Poor guy. He may never come back. But uh, <laughs> Luke, uh, that was a fun match. And in at the end of that match, we did see Noah's little dick popping out. Because Noah guy finally got a win. But uh, anyway, the next match is the one I was looking for the most. Um, well, yeah, but a New Japan Young Lion. So, um, yeah. But the, the next match is one I was looking forward to the most because I just knew it was going to be terrible. Um <laughs> And it sure is, Luke. It's Yoda, or excuse You're me, not Yoshitatsu wrong. versus Shota Umino. And there's this old ref that comes in, and he's like more over than anyone on the whole show. So <laughs> oh, man. That guy gets a huge like chant when they say his name, and it's like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I'd say, that, I'd say that there's only one wrestler that's probably more over than him, and that's probably Naito. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm supposed to know who that guy is and maybe we've seen him before, but it was really funny. So, um, it, okay. So Yo- <laughs> Yoshi Tatsu's gimmick is that he's bad at wrestling, right? I mean, <laughs> that's what his gimmick is. And like, I, it's so funny. He comes out to basically silence and, you know, Shota Umino comes out and uh, he's, you know, kissing the babies and all that stuff and they love him. But then when the match starts, <sighs> It's bad. So Shota gets beat up right away. Yoshitatsu just heal as hell. And Kevin Kelly starts running down Yoshitatsu's accomplishments. And he's like, remember that time that he, um, oh, and there was that other, uh, yeah, but you, you get it. Anyway, so that was pretty fun. This match is real bad, of course, because that's Yoshi's gimmick. And he takes a DDT so weirdly that the match just grinds to a halt for a second. Everyone's like, what? Then he hits a TDT that's so weird, the crowd just completely dies. And it's like, what is happening? So Yoshi gets uh, some hold on and tries a pin. He tunes up the fan and the crowd like does clap along politely. But Death Rider, worst Death Rider ever, Shoto just wins. And it's so bad. And what's funny is that Shoto Umino is not happy about how that match went. And he just leaves. He's like fucking pissed. He doesn't celebrate. He doesn't get his arm raised. If he does, I missed it. And he just fucking leaves. Even though he's got the celebrity ref in the ring. He doesn't even want his arm raised because he's so mad about how that match went. No. He's he's out. I'm fucking done here. Dude, I saw the worst face wash I've ever seen. He does a face wash. Yoshi Tatsu did a face wash and nearly slipped out of the fucking ring like T-Tan doing his corner drop rope thing. Drop rope? You know what I mean. Yeah, it was fucking abysmal. All right. I'm going to have a little rant here, Mr. Mister Guy, because... Yeah, me. You have fucking three companies doing this charity show. Three! And the best singles match you could come up with, you... was have Yoshi Tatsu win it? What are you doing? No one else wanted to lose in a singles match. Yoshi Tatsu was willing to, I guess. He's a, he's oh, a champion. And he's a champion in all Japan, too. Oh, my God. Ishii would have taken a job to kid me. Right? Yeah, but that's like a match people actually want to see. You know what I mean? They can't. You got to save that for some future show that probably will never happen, right? Are you going to save it for a show that's not for charity and people actually pay for it? The profits go to you. Oh, right. I see what you did there, wrestling. (laughs) That's very funny. Very funny. Oh my god, I really like the next match, but I really feel bad for Hakoto Amori. 
like like stop he's already dead kind of bad because it's like it's new jack beating on that young guy kind of bad <laughs> maybe not that bad it, definitely not that bad but it's Hikoto Omori and Satoshi Kojima fucking bread. Yeah. He was a replacement, <sighs> too. Yeah, he was. There, I can't remember who the other person was supposed to be in this match. I probably don't know who they are. But, yeah, he was uh, – Mr. Goddamn Bread was a uh, replacement. And, um, man, he's tremendous. I love him. Uh, there was some pretty damn good pops for Mr. Bread, too. So, yeah, he was a replacement, I believe, because commentary said that the other dude, whoever his name was, professionals, uh, had the sniffles. And uh, could be anything. Yeah, so their versus, like, uh, Nakajima and Goshizaki. So, uh, I'm like, well, Hakoto Amori is definitely losing this match, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew he would, <clears throat> would lose, but didn't didn't realize that by the time this match ends, I'd feel really bad for the poor dude. So this match is I say like I say that and yet my first note for this match is this match is fucking brutal yet amazingly fun at the same time. Yeah. Because portion of this match it is. Bread is like super over. I like seeing him and Go just go for it. Like there's machine gun chops in the corner. Goshizaki turns the tables and does machine gun chops on Kojima. Crab boos him big time. The bread man is over. And then for the next portion of the match, poor Amori gets his shit kicked in yeah. big time. He should. He did Showtime on Nakajima. Yeah. He, yeah. You, you die for that. <laughs> so a part of me is hoping this is really good selling because if it is, Hakoti Amori, oh, I'm impressed. Because they <laughs> fucking hell, they kicked the shit out of this poor man. Bread, like he gets, bread gets needed, by the way, because he's standing Aww. between Go and uh, and Nakajima. Lariat kick, lariat kick, lariat kick. I'm like, oh shit, I do not want to be between those two men. Then this kind of spike brain buster thing, and uh, Nakajima pins Amori and uh, puts Amori out of his misery. He's probably happy to get the fuck out of there and uh, put some ice on everything. I think people were excited to see this because. If you're not watching Noah, which I am not, you have not seen Nakajima and Goshizaki back together again, which, by the way, their entrance video reads, we are homies forever. Well, you weren't, <laughs> were you? you no, know? it's so just I like think. saying Kevin Owens and uh, and uh, Sami Zayn are friends, for, you know, besties for life, yeah. and they, they betray yeah, each other like, all the time. Well, you're not, but uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. But I, there was a funny part in this with Nakajima too, where he's beating the shit out of that Amari guy, and he's like, he wants to fight Kojima, so he picks up the Amari guy and just throws him in the corner. It's like, come on, tag in, and the crowd loves that. This is a interesting thing to talk about the crowd too, because the crowd is, I would say, I mean, like 60, 70 percent New Japan fans, and then all the, the All Japan fans are outside, so we can't hear what they sound like. But, um, and then, you know, the Noah guys are, are there as well, like fans. So it's, you know, like you said, when Mr. Bread comes out, big reaction. When Amari comes out, eh, you know, it's kind of that way. But I don't know. Also, Kevin Kelly called him the baby-faced assassin. And just a real quick tangent, there's this, <laughs> there's this uh, picture 
from baseball. And uh, he would play for the Cincinnati Reds. He's the all-time saves leader for Cincinnati Reds. His name's Danny Graves, and his nickname was the Baby-Faced Assassin. And I thought that was just the funniest nickname ever. Uh, interesting note about him. Uh, he was just this little short guy that could just throw fucking heat. And then when they, like, made steroids illegal, somehow he wasn't nearly as good all of a sudden. So. <laughs> his career just ended he just looks like some dude can throw 95 miles an hour and it's like Ouch. yeah he, he was on steroids anyway so luke the next match was is strong style versus marifuji segura and miwaki miwaki yeah him and um Miyawaki is that handsome wrestler that kevin kelly is obsessed with which is pretty fun so we get some of that and, uh, you know, Suzuki and Marifuji start the match with just some tremendous pro wrestling. It's like, God damn, they're good. And you, you, if you don't watch Marifuji all the time, you forget how smooth and incredible he is. I love his, oh, yeah. like, form and his follow-through on his chops. It makes it look like he has this little flourish with the chops. It reminds me of when The Rock would do chops. And he'd, like, look at his hand, you know, and, like, it's just that little – little extra thing just makes it better and makes it louder for some reason. I love it. So, uh, Marifuji. He does some of my favorite kicks as well. Marifuji. Oh my God. They look, yeah, his hook kick is the best one, right? It's incredible. So, uh, then, uh, we get a Ren and Segura in next. It fucking rules. It's kind of never because that's what Segura does. He has little legs, by the way. It's funny because he's so, he's like Shingo. He's so top heavy. (laughs) His legs just look like little, little legs. Like, uh, but Marifuji and uh, Ren Narita have a chop off and it's tremendous. And, uh, you know, like I said, Marifuji's chops are awesome. Segura and uh, Suzuki get in for a forearm off that's never as fuck. I love it. They hit simultaneous Yakuza kicks for a double down and Miyawaki in. He attacks Suzuki but gets destroyed in the corner from a very, very stiff looking Yakuza kick that was like, wow, easy Suzuki. So, like I said, some guys are like, Fuck these other companies. I'm going to show them what's up. And then some guys are like, ah, it's going to work like tonight. Uh, Desperado's in uh, to fight the kid. And it's a little botchy, but it sets up a cool, like, spinning dive from the young man that I I wrote. So that must be Miyawaki. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The poor kid has to try a DDT three times off the ropes before it works. And it's like, oh, he's I, I almost feel like that he got rocked from that kick because it, you know what I mean? I like think so. he just, I think he got not like kind of like flash KO'd or just rocked from it because he just after that he's real bad. And uh, Pinche Loco on him for the win. It's a good match. It's really rough ending. And the camera guys like basically missed the finish. Like Pinche Loco was like happening as they switched to the camera. saw outside fighting, yeah. Yeah, it was because there was so much going on and the timing was not good on the outside fighting. Um, as far as you're supposed to kind of like you know, do that when the guys in the ring are selling and, you know, when they're down, you're up, that kind of thing. When they're up, you're down. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It was just great to see Marifuji and uh, Suzuki wrestle and Segura is also awesome. So if I felt bad for Amori, oh my God, Miyawaki, are you okay, man? (laughs) Got destroyed. Because I feel like Amori is me just being a mark and uh, that was just some really cool selling and stuff. But I feel like with Miyaki, like, you were right. You messaged me straight away. I was like, I think this dude's rocked. And I'm like, oh, I'm, watch- I'm watching him more closely after this, you know, from the for the rest of the match. And yeah, I think I think you're right. 
mean, and then he, and then whilst he, whilst he's rocked, he has to proceed to get his ass kicked for like the next few minutes. Jesus uh, Christ, we would never make it. Japanese <laughs> <laughs> no, for wrestling. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm out of here. What? Yeah. Fuck, what? Was it? yeah. No. It'd be oh. like you're gonna do what to me? No, I'm leaving. No. Mm. I don't care how big your dick is, I'm leaving. So. No. That's right. Uh, by the way, uh, Sugura, he Sugura looks like he just woke up and there's no coffee. So I wouldn't fuck with that guy ever, <laughs> ever. He, he he's the guy that what do we always say? He looks like if Shingo and Mr. Bread had a child that was somehow <laughs> older than both of them or something. That's that's maybe you know maybe he's the father of both of those men and we just don't know that. So yeah so uh, if you do know for sure send your emails to uh never next we have catch 22 that is a tjp and francesco akira with aaron hanari and great okan on the cob versus dan tamura hikaru sato uh Ryuki honda ray sato ray saito and uh, june saito so the saito brothers have this really crap nickname which is what voodoo murder that just yeah, makes it's- me what was that other crap voodoo faction? Voodoo like, Ken Mafia. Oh my god, it was fucking terrible. I mean, there's only one fucking person. Shit. Only one person that can invoke voodoo in wrestling, and it's Papa Shango. Everybody else, fuck off. Yeah, that's true. It is 100% accurate, by the way. So <laughs> the Saito brothers are bad guys. In fact, they're so bad, they're even gonna beat up their own teammates. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy's are gigantic like, too. So. Yeah, they're 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 freaking massive. They're like Hikaleo, but they don't have Hikaleo's diet, I guess. Uh, they're fair. big dudes. Yeah, it's fine. But for me, this match really sings when like the Empire Boys are doing their shit. That's that's my favorite part of this match. In fact, uh, I like the little bit of story nuggets here where uh, Akira has history with the All Japan guys, so they want to beat him. But uh, you know what? They ain't shit compared to Catch 2-2. There's a leaning tower and a fireball. And Akira pins one of the guys. I really like the Jeff Cobb segments here, too. He doesn't give a shit how big these motherfuckers are. They're getting suplexed, and they're getting suplexed bad. Hell yeah. (laughs) In this match, TJP does the face wash and gets a huge reaction, and Yoshitatsu is backstage. I know he's outside hanging out with the All Japan fans, and he just looks sad. I remember us talking about that Yoshitatsu match. And I was I was joking around saying that like I could see Yoshihashi backstage going, Can you believe this guy? Can you see that? He's got no psychology. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Akata, um, did you see this? Akata's <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, Yoshihashi, I, I see it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't listen to Yoshihashi. He's got his headphones in and he pretends to listen. But um, <laughs> So that Sato guy is the guy that tagged with Taguchi on the like juniors. Uh, the old, guy. Yeah, that and he what, had that weird you. like sweater thing that showed his butt. So Great Khan and him get into it, and Great Khan fucking gives him the oil check. <laughs> 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 so he get, he gets that back. There's all, there's just some butt stuff on this uh, show. It's pretty great. So anyway, uh, next Luke. Uh, oh yeah, and Great Khan gets on the mic and he lets us all know about his and New Japan's big swing at dick. And uh, after that, Luke, we have L.I.J., it's Shingo, Naito, and Bushi versus Yuma Anzi, Suwama, and Yuji Nagata. And Suji comes out with L.I.J., but the way this – man, this, like, 
the little things. It's the little things, guys. So we're all wondering, where's Suji? Is he coming out? No, he comes out like after they're already walking down the aisle and he doesn't go ringside. He sits in the front row. So like the whole like gene blast thing is supposed to be like, you know, I guess like he's a genetic freak, but he's also not normal. And so we're seeing a lot of that. And it's great. I love that. I love him. He's great. So anyway, um, Sawama looks like what I think about when I think of an all Japan like heavyweight wrestler. He's just like a giant dude who is, you know, not overweight, but he's he's big in black trunks. And so that's great. Naito, he takes forever to get ready. Of course, it's great. And Yuji Nagata isn't worried about it. It's great. His team has a plan. They're going to attack before the bell, which is, you know, I think the first time that's happened in this show. So thank you. And yeah. it's great, too, because Yuji Nagata is like obviously getting the New Japan pop, but he's also the Triple Crane champion right now. And so it also, I think Sawama is his next opponent. and He's tagging with him. So he's kind of. You know, Eugene Nagata is kind of like, ah, this is, this is, uh, I, you know, he, he's the calmest person in the match, let's put it that way. So um, there's all kinds of cravats of doom from Naito that's really funny. He taunts Yuji Nagata for a huge crowd reaction. He does the, like, Nagata, like, blue justice salute. You son of a bitch. And uh, I was great. And Anzai, he gets a suplex and Shingo tags, Shingo tags in to face Yuji Nagata. It's great. Uh, Suwana and Shingo also wrestle, and it's great because they're both just giant dudes who do layer. Well, one of them's giant, one of them Shingo, who is regular sized, really. But <laughs> he does. Uh, they both just hit huge lariats. It's great. Everybody's in the pool. We get a double Saito suplexes from the All Japan Heavies. Uh, and uh, Ansai destroys Naito with a knee, and it's fantastic looking. That was tremendous. But uh, Sawana, he hits the last right powerbomb on Bushi for the win. And Suji walks to the ring and picks up Suji and carries him to the back. And Naito sells to the back, too, because he got murdered with that knee. That match was good. Yeah, it was good. But uh, you called it for me. Straight away, you were just like, yeah, Bushi's eating this. <laughs> yeah. And he did. What strikes me, by the way, at the state of like Japanese wrestling, maybe it's just me. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, in order to get a bit of attention onto uh, Noah, Oh, look, Satoshi Kojima is the champion. In order to put put a bit of uh, shine on all Japan, oh, look, Yuji Nagata is the champion. These are guys that, like, New Japan can use if and when they need to, and they kind of don't because they're the dads and they've done it all there. Like, <laughs> other companies well, this, would be like... This whole show yeah. is these other companies getting the New Japan rub. And that's what's going yeah. on with, you know, Absolutely. our, you know, our guys going over to their, ter you know, uh, their territory and becoming champion. I mean, that's like that's the whole like NWA thing. Right. So the NWA would have like a traveling champion and he's the most famous guy and he would go to each little tiny promotion and he would beat their you know challenger. And if he's a heel, it's the best because then, you know, he beats them by sneaky ways and then he can come back later and, and win again and, or whatever. It's always you always want the next thing. I don't know. This is similar to that in a way, although it's not in a lot of other ways, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the next match makes me really upset and angry uh, <clears throat> in a fan way, not in a legit way. It, it is Taka Michinoku Yoshinabu. God damn my pronunciation. Taka Michinoku, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Sonata versus Jake Lee, Yohei, and uh, 
was this a Tadasuki? So, look, Jake Lee, he puts the Paradise Lock on Sonata, and I hate him for life. And that's when it clicks for me. That, uh, for some reason, it's that moment where I, I hate you for life that I'm struck by the fact that Jake Lee shares the name with my cousin, who's named <laughs> Jake Lee, who I just want to clarify here. I do not hate. Uh, we went to Canberra in January for his for his forty uh, before his thirtieth. Had a great time. We we love you, Jake. But at the point where I realised that they shared the same name, Jake Lee put Sonata in a paradise like, and I was like, "You fuck this guy." Yeah, it's not only fuck this guy, fuck this guy, and then I've got to watch this asshole put a pin on Taka Michinoku. I'm like, "Nah, get out of here." I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like. No, what, what's Noah doing? What's well, who is this guy? We get it. And and he's an all Japan guy too. So uh, okay. he's their champ. He's the he's the GHC Noah champion. So like he's winning this match, right? You know, I mean that's what's going to happen. And and like the the big thing that everyone was really excited about for this match is that you know Noah has a a, a faction called Great Looking Guys, and that's what this is. And so it's just five guys versus great looking guys. And they kind of like became factions around the same time. I think the great looking guys came after. I'm just going to go with that. And it reminded me so much of when Daniel Bryan won the title in uh, at WrestleMania 30. And, or you know, he's he's so popular and impacts like, uh, uh, who do we have with a beard? Um, 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 Eric Young, you got a beard, right? Okay, we'll, we'll put the title on you. <laughs> it reminds me of that so much so. Anyway, it was not. We need a Sonata. Uh, Jake Lee, go. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Kato so, I don't know. Is there something to this guy that I'm missing? Like, am I just like annoyed that he beat Kiyomiya for the title? I guess. Like, is there something to this guy I'm missing? Everyone. Ian? Yeah, I think he's tremendous, actually. And yeah. we're just not going to see this in a six-man tag match where. No. You know, he's there, he's a heel and he's being a fucking prick and he's not going to, you know, he's not going to do flips and do cool shit when he's a bad guy. So, you know, <clears throat> that was a match. But uh, next look, we have another match that is, it just reminds me of some sad face emoji stuff. And that is, uh, we have Amakusa, Atsuki, Ayagi, and Hiromu Takahashi versus, this is so confusing, Hayata, Hayato, and Master Wato. Fuck off, whoever booked this. Come on. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. So, uh, but one cool thing as they come out, <laughs> Master Huato. Puma. He, <laughs> what's the, what's the like, Opa? uh, yes, C O M B? Calm? No, calm. W O M B? Comb? No, womb. Like, anyway, <laughs> that's like, uh, that's the guy that smashed the, the, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, it's a famous uh, comedian that does that. They used to smash the food with the hammer thing. That guy. Oh, Gallagher so, or whatever. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Uh, anyway, he had a great, great thing about how the English language is bullshit. <laughs> it's all about words that are end with OMB. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, anyway, um, so this is uh, reminds me of the time at the Juniors Festival. I, I think that's where that was, where Hiromu. Uh, faced Amakusa and beat him in kind of a meh match where Amakusa kind of didn't look good at all. And it made me sad. So, but uh, mm. I was very happy when I saw Master Huato come out and he's carrying the trophy and he's got the flag with him and he's going to carry that around for like six months, probably. <laughs> so Absolutely. <funny>. Absolutely. 
They're not putting the I title on me? Well, I'm, I'm carrying this fucking trophy. Screw you guys. <laughs> I want well, it. And so the G1 winners always gotten a flag, right? And I think that the, this is maybe the first or second year that the best of super juniors guy now gets a flag too. So yeah. remember when uh, Tanahashi broke the flag? That's funny. Um, but uh, Hiromu. <laughs> okay, so the guy Hayato is a, he's kind of like a, um, uh, I don't know, he's, I'm trying to figure out how to describe him, but he's kind of like emo. He's kind of like, you're not sure what kind of gender role that he's trying to get. And that's awesome. I love him because he, and he's highly featured in this match. I don't yeah. know if this gimmick is new, but it seems like this is something new or something like that. So he's like kind of androgynous. That's the word I was looking for. And I love it. It's great. So Hiromu and his name is rising Hayato, which is great. They are like, very much highlighted in this match so it's great they have a big chap chop battle between them it's great there's sweet fast-paced juniors wrestling and then silence during the heat on hiromu because everyone wants hiromu to win and then everyone has to wander around briefly uh in the ring to line up to take amakas's moves when he finally gets in and it's like oh gosh this is not good but ayagu does tons of great unnecessary flips which i'm a big fan of uh hayato <laughs> hit some really cool shit in this match too like a step up missile drop kick and a bastard driver that's awesome oh, amakasa yeah yeah it's terrifying uh, amakasa almost breaks his legs with the cra his crazy like you know, gyro dive or whatever you want to call that thing. It's amazing. Uh, but Canadian DDT from Hayato and it's springboard style. So he it's out inside out. So he springboards the top rope, comes down, hits the Canadian DDT. That is a cool move, man. I like that. Uh, Spanish fly from Ayagi and a 450 splash for the pinfall victory over Hayato. And uh, I don't know. I thought this match had problems as far as timing and stuff, but all the moves look good. And I really enjoyed the uh, Rising Hayato guy. He's he's great. Uh, Rising Hayato stands out in Japan because I don't think I've seen anything that looks anything like Rising Hayato uh, in uh, mainstream Japanese wrestling. So like I, I was like he stood out to me right away. So I was like oh he he catches my eye. That then he was awesome in the wrestling. And I was like I'm a fan of his. Then I had to see him lose. So I was like oh fuck you charity show. <laughs> not but, hey not fucking he's charity. A guy, fucking charity show that's but right take it easy out there correct uh correct <laughs> but uh he, he also has a move apparently called the sid vicious he was wearing purple plane i was just like yeah i'm in with this guy he's awesome and yeah, he looks good to defeat because at the end of this match i'm still like i want to see more of that guy who pinned him ayagi yeah whatever but, you know, Amakaza, Ayogi, and Hiromu are all champs, aren't they? So they weren't going to lose to the non-champion side. There's definitely no way. Dude. I think, what I, you know, I'm kind of thinking that maybe Amakaza isn't that great. And, like, we just saw, what was that? We saw one match where it was, like, fucking amazing, right? And I, yeah. I, I really haven't seen anything else from him that makes me think he's incredible. Like, I, I'm sure maybe he is, and I'm just, you know, we don't watch his shit so it's kind of hard for us to make a judgment from what i've seen from him we had one match where it was amazing and i don't remember who he faced and then other than that it's been kind of like disappointing and it sucks because he has the look too man that guy looks like a fucking star his gear is incredible his entrance is great and his wrestling is good uh you know piecemeal but like overall it's missing a 
lot. That's just my opinion. But then again, we've only seen him facing guys that maybe don't want to put him over. (laughs) (laughs) That might be, that might be true. I remember yourself sure as fuck didn't. Oh my God. So here we go. It's a, it's a main event with so much going on. It is obviously like, it's no contest, right? Like this is insanely like the best match on the card. Well, other than Shota versus Yoshitatsu, yes. <laughs> that, that match was like the room of wrestling. That's so bad, it's good. And it then, was the uh, uh, you know. co- conference room number three of wrestling, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We, so we have Kato Kiyomiya. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see him in the G1. Miyahara Kento and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Keno, Yumi Ayagi, and Kizuchika Okada. Holy shit. There's this match rules. There's so much fucking going on. This is amazing. Like <clears throat> we've seen a cu- uh, Miyahara a couple times by this point, uh, just because of interpromotional shows and stuff. I like him. He's great. Him, he, he and Okada mix it up. It's wonderful. As soon as Kato Kiyomiya comes in, Okada does a Jay White and I fucking love it. He takes an instant powder to huge booze by the crowd. It is fucking insane. Dude, got to say another thing about this match. This has one of the most... All right, the ending makes sense if you think about it, but on, I... Did you did you see this coming at all? This ending? Uh, I mean, I, tell me about it, and I'll tell you if uh, if um, I you know I because tell me. I'm like, all right, I don't think me I don't think Miyahara or or Kia Mia are gonna get uh, Kia Mia are gonna get pinned. Keno, nah. Okada, no. So I'm like, oh, it's probably gonna be. Uh, are you argue, right? I don't really know this guy. Maybe people are listening in and going like, what, what, are you insane? Or Tanahashi, because like, he's winding down. It doesn't matter how many times he's jobs, because Tanahashi just needs one win, and it's just like you, you accept him immediately as a credible threat and awesome, because it's the ace. But <clears throat> the ending of the match, Kata hits a Rainmaker, one, two, three, and he pins Hiroshi right. Tanahashi. So... <laughs> Not is it not only is it always a fucking huge deal when Okada pins Tanahashi. By the way, there's amazing wrestling, and he can uh, fill in the gaps that I'm, I'm leaving out if he wants to. But like, not only does Okada pin Tanahashi, which is always kind of a big deal for us New Japan fans, they're tag champs together. They're six men never champs together. He yeah. didn't even hesitate either. No, no hesitation. No, I'm sorry, I love you. No fucking like, I know you're my tag buddy, but I got to do this. He was just like stone cold, like cold looking his eyes. It's like, I'm a winner. You're out. <laughs> well, all the top guys in New Japan have that killer instinct and they don't care who it is. You know what I mean? They're going to win. Yeah. And Tanahashi would have done the same thing to him. Absolutely. He wouldn't hesitate. So he would have hit him with a chair first, you know? So <laughs> it's like, he doesn't give he a shit. He would have done a nut shot if he thought he could get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Especially when he was tagging with Yano. That was great. But, uh, you know, th- this match is not about the work rate. There's very good wrestling in it. Don't get me wrong, but it's about like all these layered stories, you know, going on. Like just as an example, Keno. So Keno 
okay, I got a kind of a tangent about this. Like, so I've often heard that funny is not money in wrestling. And the older guys tend to say that, but very serious wrestlers say that. But Keno is the most serious wrestler in pro wrestling. And he does all kinds of comedy spots in this match. And it's like, you know, it's just, it just makes me want, you know, the whole idea of that funny is not money is stupid, you know, because anyone can be funny. Anyone, even the most serious wrestler in pro wrestling could be funny and keep his heat. That's easy to do in this match. For example, like Keno tag, like Okada tags in, right. And Keno uh, gets tagged in by Okada and he's got, you know, one of the guy's arm and he wants to do a double arm with, and Keno doesn't trust him. He's like, Whoa, we're on the same team, but I don't know about this. So they do the double. And and just that is so fucking funny. There's all kinds of great stuff like that in the match. And uh, like you said, it's, it's just crazy that Tanahashi, you know, gets pinned by his own partner. <laughs> it's tremendous. So um, I, I don't know this to me, this is kind of a match you got to watch and, we could talk about it for hours and still not get all the little things in it. I don't know if it's better than the, you know, combat club guys versus chaos with uh, Tanahashi match, but mm. it's similar to that. It's very similar where you got all these stars in the same match and they tell all these amazing stories. Like for example, at the beginning, Tanahashi and, um, and Keno start. So there's, you know, red, red shoes is going to judge who's getting more cheers. Fucking Keno gets more cheers. <laughs> Red Shoes is like, you know, you get it. It's on a She's not happy. <laughs> so it, it's all these fun stuff like that. I, I just, I don't know. It's great. Like, you know, Tanahashi tags out and he, and Kendo's like, no, just tag back in. We were wrestling. You know? <laughs> it's little stuff like that. I don't know. I thought he was really funny. Overall, I thought the show was a, I, I maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like that all of these pay-per-views that we've been watching, especially recently, are unnecessary as far as the, you know, canon of New Japan fandom. Like, it doesn't – nothing's happening on these shows that is a big deal, really. And so we did get yeah. – I, I guess maybe on that last show there was all kinds of story stuff that happened. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I just feel like something like this is just kind of extra. It was fun. It reminded me a lot of the – all the juniors together again thing or whatever it was. And so, but to me, was it a great show? Eh. It was, you know, it's pretty good. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't think much about it afterwards. I I had a bit of time once, like, I was like, I wonder if Mr. Guy would be all right if I take kind of chilled out notes for tonight and just have a few drinks and enjoy just three companies mixing it up. And you're like, I'm doing that minus the drinks. Sweet. So I, I kind of enjoyed it more from there because I didn't have to analyze it too much because I knew nothing. We both knew deep down, like, except for maybe some ongoing heavyweight, like, story stuff with the, you know, the, the main event and all that. Not much was going to happen on this show. We lost rise. No one wants to lose to each other. <laughs> it's true. I do yeah, like I, that. I, uh, I liked it. But I do like that New just... Japan was just like, hey, uh, oh, uh, all right. I guess Tanahashi, uh, this Tanahashi's going to lose. All right. So, uh, well, what, Keno, are you arguing? No, you ain't getting the pins. Uh, we're uh, interceding with our big swinging dick, and we're going to have our guy pin our guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird result. But at the same time, it feeds into the whole, like, Okada's a massive prick 
thing, mm-hmm. which has been, been going very well. So he he's I just I really hope that bleeds over more into New Japan, like because he was more of a prick here than he is typic in the typical New Japan match. We'll see. All right, Luke. Well, we have one more show to talk about. But before we do that, it's time to dip in <laughs> to the wrestler diaries. What do we got? That's right. We have reached the end of our backlog of Wrestler Diaries. Uh, uh, wink, wink, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, uh, say no more. Uh, say no more. <laughs> uh, the Fantastic J. Uh, if you could find it in your heart to send us uh, some more Wrestler Diaries, uh, we would love that very, very fucking much because these are entertaining you know, as hell. She sent us a list of the uh like ones that are there, and that is very kind. But, man, I kind of like not knowing what's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's fun. That's kind of the fun part. So just saying. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry if that's more work for you, Jay. But it, I I agree with Andy. That's just like totally more fun. But uh, <laughs> <clears throat> this is a diary entry by Yo. And I like Jamie's uh, message here that it is uh, a diary entry by pretentious piss boy Yo, <laughs> which makes me laugh. He is pretentious as fuck. About oh, hell what? Yeah. Dude, do you remember? Do you remember when uh, he was still in the tag team with Show? Every week or every episode that had new music, and it was some yeah. weird avant-garde jazz shit. That was probably definitely his thing, to the point where he's just like, "Please put me in a Memphis-style heel faction with Evil because I need to get away from avant-garde <laughs> jazz fusion music." <laughs> Meanwhile, Show's entrance music was always so cool. The video game that was always neat. Yeah. I like his new one too, which is kind of inverted yeah. on that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like a, like right, a so, twisted version of it, yes. Yeah, inverted, indeed. So this is episode 113. Of course, Yo has a lot of entries. I'm not surprised. It is called Flying and Saucer. Ooh, it's from May 18, 2023. That's a little while ago. I did, I did admittedly choose other wrestler diaries from the backlog <laughs> before this one. <laughs> Because yeah. even though Yo's previous entry was awesome, it's Yo, and I'm biased because he sucks. All right, we can so all hear we the disdain in your voice. It's all good. So. <clears throat> good evening, Yo here. This time, I will be introducing my record collection. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've been asked a lot recently what music I listen to, so I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce it in this diary. By the way... I use a Technics SL 1200M Mark V turntable and Autophon Concord Nightclub Mark II speakers with a Lin Ninka needle. Let's get started. Then this is. Can we just explain the fucking art after? This is weird art thing. It looks like one of the Easter Island things or something like that. And it's got like, it's on the side and there's flowers sticking out of it. Anyway, here we go. Dreams slash Elephant Gym. This is a Taiwanese band. It took me months to get this. I was turned on to them by a staff member who always talks about music at the venues. It's technical, deep and beautiful. I often listen to the instrumental band Toe, but the atmosphere is similar and makes for very easy listening. I guess these are record covers. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, next one is Float Back to You, Holy Hive. 
I got this after reading an interview with Shintaro Sakamoto. The loose feel of the music is also very fantastic. The label is Big Crown. I like to try fishing around in music labels that I like. Gosh. I actually kind of like the next one, but shut up. We're ragging on you. Uh, relaxing. Relaxing with the Miles Davis Quartet. I love me some Miles. But uh, I heard that Hiroto Komoto of the Cro-Magnons like Miles. So from that point of view, I was what? convinced that this would be a good record. It is an album called Relaxin' in the High Lows, and its cover is also black on yellow. The King Con King Con is very earwormy. What? No! Okay, so this is just offensive. So he's like, oh, some other band I like said they like Miles Davis. What? You don't, that's not how you find Miles Davis. <laughs> you go, I want to listen, I want to learn about modern jazz. Holy shit, Miles Davis is like the inventor of modern jazz, and his albums are incredible. Can I, you know, him and John Coltrane, yes. Well, can I refer to you the, uh, the message that came with this email, which is pretentious piss boy <laughs> yo. Also, funnily enough, uh, as someone who likes most of Quentin Tarantino's movies, uh, I don't like most of his favorite movies uh, ever. So, uh, yeah, there is that. It does happen. That album's amazing, but, like, it's not earwormy. It's not what it's for. <laughs> Dude, have you heard his fucking – have you heard the ones – the songs that he wanted with show in the Rapongi 3? I'm like, come on, man. You had a perfectly all right song with Rocky there. Like, what are you doing? I'm sure all this is good music. It's just how he's, you know, I mean, there's some good shit in here, but it's like, it's frustrating. So. Dude, if it's Miles Davis, it's it, it's damn good. Anyway, uh, earwormy. Next, uh, soul, soul Food Takaria, Tommy Guerrero. It's cool. I admire this way of life. Rather than dealing with the masses, just get a core group of dedicated people who will follow you no matter what. Like Melvin's fans, I guess, it's kind of groove. In Japan, some of you must have heard the song used in the Cupie Mayonnaise commercial. QP, by the way. Um, oh, but, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's a type of burger in my area, QP burgers. But, yes, that's frustrating, Luke, because uh, that, that album art looks amazing, and that is probably a really good album. But I don't understand. Is it like, is it like a cult leader's, like, album or something like what the way he's describing and he's like oh yeah you just get these core fans and they follow you no matter what you do even when it sucks he's like isn't he talking about like 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 grateful dead slash melvin's fans like <laughs> bands who never hit a big time but the cult following will just like go to every show yeah yeah next desperado eagles my favorite record next <laughs> I'm with I'm with fucking I'm with the big Lebowski here. I hate the uh, fucking go credits. <laughs> Someone's gonna shit his pantaloons and it's not me. All right. Next, Stevie Wonder, talking book. I originally went to Disc Union the next day after a friend who collects seven inch music gave me a donut vinyl of Superstition. I had dared avoid popular music, but when I listened to it, I found that I liked disco more than I expected. What the fuck? Supernatural. Disco? isn't disco. It came out in the 60s. Get out of here. Listen, then I expected. It was one of the albums that changed the way I listened to music as I got older and, and made me flat as my stereotypes disappeared. 
And that's about it. I like all music, and I don't think there is a single piece of music in this world that is not cool. Mm. Mm. I also... <laughs> oh, have you heard of Christian rock? I mean, come on. Mm. I also believe that music and wrestling have a lot in common. That's why there is no such thing as an uncool wrestler in this world. Mm. <laughs> I'm reading a diary about one. In this world... I think this world is built on respect and coexistence. Fuck you, yo. I hope you all would <laughs> midweek. Okay. So Stevie Wonder is one of the greatest of all time. This, uh, yeah. you know, Superstition came out in 1972, one of the best years for music that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, same year that, like, you know, Jeff Beck's doing Wired and Blow by Blow. And this is like... Is that Exile Main Street that year or something? I think uh, it was Inner Visions, I believe, is what's on. It could be on a different one, but it's it's definitely on one of those that came out in the early 70s. Oh, no, I guess it's on Talking Book, but it's also on Inner Visions. It doesn't make any sense. But um, anyway, those uh, albums are some of the best things ever. And I think Songs in the Key of Life is the best, like, album ever, period. No matter what genre of music, it is just incredible and when you think about it and you listen to it and you go oh, that's really good some of the performances on these instruments are amazing and then you realize that stevie wonder did all of it almost you're like um he's the greatest ever there is not a singer alive today who sings in a popular music style or r&b style that has not been influenced by stevie wonder whether they know about it or not it's he's one of the greatest singer oh I could go on and on. That's never realm shit. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a Stevie Wonder gush fest, uh, I'm all aboard for the next never realm. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just see now you've got me all discombobulated. I just want to talk like uh, Stevie Wonder. But yes, uh, we got New Japan Road. We are in Shiba, and we are <laughs> at the Listen. Makahari Messi International Conference Hall One. Okay. Um. Do you know what subway tiles are, Luke? No. They're like these generic, like, white subway. Like, it's like a white, like, I don't know, like, three by five, like, tile. And they used okay, them yeah. in, in subways back in the day. I mean, not the restaurant, an actual subway, meaning train yeah. underground. And um, it's just common for kitchens to have that same look. And it is one of the most generic looking things ever. And so this building is made out of them. It's got giant subway tiles. It's just these white blocks, and it's so fucking weird looking, dude. But it does have 22 meeting rooms, and they're available in a range of sizes for small meetings or large-scale <laughs> conferences. It's suitable for meeting ceremonies, uh, symposiums, seminars, or parties, etc. Um, easy movement with a compact three-high-story layout. So you can get around really easily. It, it can accommodate uh, up to 1,600 people in the convention hall. And, it, you know, they keep saying it has a wide range of, range of purposes on their website. So apparently you can do more than one thing besides exchange information, which is usually what they say these things are for. There's a very comprehensive uh, website about this place, and they show you pictures of everything and, like, all the different kinds of setups. It's kind of fascinating, but you would walk past this place and think it's like a meatpacking place. Or something like that. It's a weird thing. Like the place they shoot Lucha Underground in or something. Yes, but like clean. So, um, <laughs> you know, kind of the opposite of that, actually. But yes, we're in Chiba. And uh, no English commentary on this one, right? No, none. Uh, 
I don't know. I was just like, oh, he couldn't stay the extra day. And then I thought, you know what? Kevin Kelly's probably going to come back soon for the G1. Let him go see his family. Right. I'm like, especially his annoying fucking son that he keeps ragging on on the TV. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> this show this show has an interesting placement, like schedule wise. There's not another show for seven days. I mean, they do house shows and stuff, but there, there's not going to be another televised show. Mm-mm. And I was thinking to myself, why is this even here? Like, what are we doing this for? Like, it just seemed really out of place. And we'll learn why later. Um, but uh, also, I did forget to mention this is a uh, place that has two escalators going down. And they're right on hard cam. And people go up and down the escalators. A guy goes up and down it with a ladder at one point, which is really funny. And uh, <laughs> it just reminds me, of, I just, you know, I couldn't help posting that gif over and over again. of uh, Kids won't get off the escalators from mall rats. One of my favorite I did see ever. that, yeah. Oh, my God. So let's start with Yuto Nakashima versus Koshai, Kosai Fujita. Hey, look how fast Yuto can run. Yeah, he's losing. <laughs> uh, Yuto, uh, Yuto pulls out the knee smash, and I'm like, has this move, has this move become popular now? Like, I hadn't seen it for ages, and now, like, I'm seeing it everywhere. Everyone's doing the knee smash. This match is a really fucking cool Young Lions match. I really enjoyed it, especially when Kosai Fujita wins with a bridging German suplex. Perfect. Pretty damn good one, too. Nakashima ain't small either, so it looks crazy. And we know Fujita's bridge is, like, impeccable. So, um, Luke, they also had, like, an opening video to start this show out. It didn't just start, and it was really slick, and it was all about just five guys and L.I.J., and then pimping the Independence Day, and also forgot to mention at the top of the show, one of those like Yuji Nagata like anniversary Blue Justice shows is coming up. I've never watched one of those. We'll see, you know. But uh, they're trying to pimp that as well. But uh, yeah, I like the Young Lions match. It was good. Next, Luke, we get your favorite guy. It's a tag match. It's GBH with Hama and Makabe versus Oscar Lube and Bolton Oleg. Yeah, it's uh, this match kind of rules, right? So- it's uh oscar lube well okay hold on let me talk about this real quick so there's this little girl in the crowd who is like in the corner right by the entrance and every wrestler sees her when they walk out and it's fun to kind of see how different people react especially in this match you know young lions run right past her right but they see her she's got little signs for almost every wrestler and she's uh she's sitting there she doesn't have a gbh sign but she is fired up to see hanma and makabe and hanma and acknowledges her gives her the fucking kokeshi thing smiles at her and makabe side eye he like gets her out of the corner of his eye doesn't even look over he knows he's not winning so anyway (laughs) oscar lube he wants a piece of makabe and he gets in and then he wins the exchange versus makabe and luke's fired up he's pumping his fist Mm -hmm. so uh Bolton Oleg and Hanma gets pretty bad. That's one thing about this match, though, is that Bolton Oleg, man, oof, I don't know. It's it. He's he's just he needs some work. It's 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 gonna take some time. So uh, you know, maybe it'll snap in place quickly. You know, but it's gonna take some time. So and Hanma's very limited. So when they get in there, it's pretty bad. Bolton has to use a rope break to get out of a uh, like a head scissors, which is like what? <laughs> That was really funny. So that didn't make any sense, but was really funny. So Young Lions get a huge, like, kind of, like, hope spot towards the end where they team up and take out uh, GBH together. And then Hama gets the big win on Oscar Lube, and he hits the second rope Kokeshi, like his actual finisher. Hama actually gets to hit it, 
and gets the pin, and he's so happy, and Makabe just storms to the back. Okay, here's my notes. Okay, is this match amazing? No. Do I like it a lot? Yes. Because motherfucking <laughs> Honma gets the win for once. It's a new era of New Japan, Mr. Andy. The new regime is in. Makabe, out. Honma, <laughs> so in. Oh, dude. I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, this match? I've seen this match. Fucking King Kong knee drop. Ha, 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 yeah. One, two, three, one, <laughs> fuck off. Middle rope, Kukeshi, one, two, three, and I marked out. <laughs> I marked out. I don't care. <laughs> fuck you, I marked out. <laughs> Look. That's great. It's funny that I get this match because, uh, no, we both deserve to take light, night, light notes for this match. It is House of Torture. Versus Yo, Taguchi, Yano, and Yoshihashi. <sighs> Fuck, fucking hell. Mind you, I do like House of Torture, just uh, triple stomping uh, Yano's prized corner pad. That did make me laugh. I had to watch Yo win two nights in a row. That didn't make me laugh. That really <laughs> pissed me off. But then I got to see post-match Taguchi using the spanner where the sun don't shine on show's butt, just like working it in there. I'm like, all right, man, you do you. You get some revenge, man. I'm like, he's doing that to show, but whilst he's got the spanner in show's butt, what he's really thinking about is, I'm going to fucking get you, Doki. I'm going to fucking get you, motherfucker. It's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a match that I kind of watched. Um, I had a harrowing experience during this match, Luke. I was like, you know, sometimes I'm rushing around in the morning because I'm watching this before work or something. And I'm trying to, like, you know, do the things I need to do to get ready for work. So I wanted to eat a bagel because, goddamn, I was hungry. So I'm, like, running over the kitchen. I'm making a bagel real quick. Well, I had made it earlier or put it in the, the toaster, like, three matches previous. Kind of remembered it. Let's go. I put cream cheese on it. I turn around to look at the TV, and I dropped it. Now, listen. You can drop a bagel and pick it up and eat it. That's no problem. But not when it has cream cheese on it and it lands face down on the ground. And I was like, no. So that was frustrating. And it made me hate this match uh, even more than I, you know, irrationally should. So uh, it was a thing. Now, listen, Luke, what, who would you rather talk about more? Would you rather talk about the War Dogs or would you rather talk about Maloney and Connors? Oh, shit. Dude, I've got mega notes for both matches, so take your pick. Okay. Well, you know, I guess I'll talk about the juniors. So uh, we get a six-man tag next. It is Dan Maloney and Clark Connors with – well, and Gato uh, versus Hanare and Catch-2-2. Um, by the way, like the – like Hanare comes out and the Catch-2-2 guys run side-by-side side next to him, and it's a really cool visual. It was awesome. So um, – I have to talk a lot about like, you know, storytelling in this match. So I'm not, you know, we've, I don't know. We don't, we don't really talk about stuff like this anymore. Maybe we're for the better, but like, we don't really worry about the personal lives of the wrestlers, but every once in a while it kind of like blend, it bleeds over and you kind of have to go, ah, I really don't like that. You know, and TJP's done that a lot and made me not like him, but new Japan booking has made me love him as a wrestler. And yeah, like, agreed. I, Okay, so their whole, like, turn, Catch-2-2's face turn has been done very well. Like, things that, like, little things that helped was having, you know, a TJP on commentary 
Also, Akira's amazing double baby face performance that he put on in the in the uh, you know Best of Super Juniors. The whole yeah. thing Just where TJ, TJP does the a face wash gets a huge reaction. They're them doing each other's matches and caring about each other openly. All that has led to them being baby faces for this feud. It's fucking great, man. So I've, you know, I just was had to kind of like gush, as you would say, about that particular oh, yeah. storyline. It's so cool. So as I said, UE, they run to the ring, you know, and, and it's almost like Hanari's like, go. And they get, that's great. Uh, so they, everybody grabs chairs and they start like trying to hit each other with chairs. It's a little scary at one point, but then the match happens and it starts with all kinds of shine for Catch 2 2. They're flying all over the place doing the amazing shit. Crowds losing their minds. And then Bullet Club does dastardly things like Gato using, um, he like, how's this work? He uses United Empire running to the to the ring and everybody else oh no that's the wrong sentence i'm sorry he uses the ring bell hammer that's what i was trying to spit out i apologize but uh connor over and over <laughs> yeah it's great and connor sends, T- sends, sends <laughs> tjp into the chairs and attacks fans and like he actually pushes a fan i think and i'm like awesome love that Kenta Sato uh, counts a two count and Gator responds by calling him a fucking bullshit motherfucker, which made me laugh. And then Akira puts on a selling Ted talk. It's not a, it's, you know, it's a Ted talk now, right? Isn't that the joke? So he puts on a selling mm-hmm. Ted talk in this match and it's tremendous. Uh, these teams are working out the kinks. There's a couple things that don't look so great and it's like, doesn't matter. This is what these matches are for. Hell and, yeah. uh, I love it. Uh, Bullet Club have a new tag team move where it's a high-low move, and it kind of it's kind of scary, right? So what it is is that one guy, you know, hits a spear, obviously Connors, and the other guy, Dan Maloney, hits a fucking chop lock. So it's kind of scary, and I could see where that could go wrong very easily. Man, it looked pretty cool here. I like that a lot. So that's a, that's something I don't think I've ever seen before. Um, but uh, Hanari finally gets tagged in and he's doing the like John Cena fire up on the apron. I just always think of John Cena when I think about the guy yeah. that's charging back and forth and looking at the audience and breathing heavy. He fucking does that. It's great. <laughs> so he gets in and uh, he beats up Gato. You know, at first Gato offers a hand like, hey, you want to join Bullet Club? But no, Hanari gets the ultima on Gato for the win. There's immediate beatdown after the match, and Gator raises uh, the uh, Bullet Club guy's hands as they hold the belts up and pose for pictures. And Hanari uh, has to be held back by Young Lions because he's not—he's fine, you know. He didn't get taken out yeah. at first, and so the Young Lions have super strength all of a sudden and push him to the back. So I love this. <laughs> Fucking love nice, this. Listen, I love this feud. Both I like—I'm really into both tag team feuds. And guess what? They both feel different. They're awesome. Even That's though it's, yeah, they they both feel ah. Oh, there's some really cool spots in this. I liked uh, seeing Akira uh, jump off uh, Dan Maloney's back and drop kicking uh, Clark Connors. You know, like he's Jeff Hardy or something like that. That was really cool. Uh, so is Gato hurting his hand punching Hanare a gray area? And if it oh. is. Doesn't matter because Hanari gets to beat up his boss, then submit him like a little bitch at the end. So I'd say that's pretty damn cool. That like there's a beat obviously beat down post match, no chase from TJP. That there's some kind of like knee stomp, middle rope knee stomp thing on Akira by Dan Maloney. 
of course, you know, as you said, they pose with the tag titles. I'm into this feud, and it's going to shock you. I'm into the next feud too. By the way, I this match, next match is Rio Iwa and Hiroki Goto versus uh, Kid A. That is Gabriel Kid <laughs> and the Android Alex C. Because I I'm fucking shit with his surname. Worse than I am with like. Uh, Apparently we all are. The, that's it. <laughs> I mean, Every, it's nobody confusing. knows. Alex, you listen to this, man. Come on, man. Neveropenpod.gmail.com or at Neveropenpod on the tweet. Let us know. Uh, so, uh, by the way, Alex walks out like he's pissed off. <laughs> and gets right into Yoshi's uh, And uh, Gabriel Kidd gets right into Yoshi's face. He's on commentary. And by the way, I didn't even tell. I couldn't even tell Yoshi how she was on commentary because his, his voice was just so, I don't know, Bueller. Could you even tell he was on commentary? What? What's he he's adding only to got, commentary? He's got two speeds. He's got the screaming as loud as he can, and he's got. <gasps> By the way, what what is Yoshihashi like in commentary? Was he on commentary just going like, "Did you see that Yoshi Tatsu match? Isn't he the worst wrestler ever?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, man, that's really funny." You're right. I love this because. Like uh, Gabriel Kid and Alex make me laugh because uh, what does a young lion do when they come out first? Oh yeah, they run to the ring. Guess what? The ball club guys start beating the shit out of him, and Goto's like, "Oh shit, I better get to the ring." <laughs> <laughs> that makes Goto have to run in, and then Kid beats him up. Oh my god, Kid and Goto fight on the outside while like the android just takes care of fucking business. <laughs> Chumpy refing Riho, he was total ass whooping by the android. Kid whips Rio Iwa back and forth into the railing. I'm just like, God damn. Getting beat up like that fucking new old Japan guy like the night before. Oh, holy shit. There's like some... <laughs> and it's like... Kid takes like Goto out to the back wall of the International yeah. Conference Hall 1. Throws him into it while the countout's going. Then they get in, and poor Ewa gets stiff chopped in the ring while one of the other guys holds his arms behind his back. And I'm like, fuck you, Goto. You're the worst tag partner a young lion could ever hope for. I'm almost like, I feel like I'm, I was channeling you watching this match and, and thus, like, was having the exact same reactions you must have been watching this match. What a useless prick. Holy shit. Ewa gets his fucking ass destroyed. He's well, used to that, though. He's used to, like, his partner just getting his ass whooped, and then he comes in later and saves him. So this is Goto's Goto, MO right here. Goto wasn't just thinking about having his fucking go home, have a nap after the wrestling match. He was trying to have it during the match or something. What? <laughs> God damn, poor Iwa. Iwa manages to do a really cool drop kick and finally manages to tag in Goto's lazy ass. Goto getting it, and then Goto starts getting an offense, and I'm not all that interested in the match anymore. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I like seeing uh, Iwa get some revenge, though. Uh, Iwa does like a cool gut wrench bridging suplex on Alex C, which is awesome. Oh, that's great. He, yeah, then he just brabs his ass. I was like, all right, get some revenge. But then there's like this gnarly double fisherman buster on Rear High Iwa, then a pile driver on him by Gabriel Kidd for the win. And I'm like, Man, can you, like, maybe not have Ewa carry as many bags tonight or something? Jesus Christ, he's got his ass kicked. I feel bad for the dude. Whoa. Then, like, 
<laughs> oh my god. In post match, Yoshi Yoshihashi does something that would make Kevin Kelly shit his underloons, and that's he gets like obviously after the match, <laughs> Bullet Club's doing fucking Bullet Club shit, and they're beating the shit out of Goto. So Yoshi, who's supposed to stay on commentary, does something that would make Kevin Kelly apoplectic, and he gets up, and he and he runs in to save his no. tag partner, only to get his. Yeah, that's a no-no. That's a giant no-no. As I said, Kevin Kelly fucking spontaneously combust. <laughs> but I'm glad Yoshihashi did run into the ring because Alex Kov, Kov at the Android jackhammers his ass big time and then Kid cuts an awesome promo where he's just like, so at the July Strong shows, yeah, the War Dogs, we don't want to fight you guys once. We don't want to beat you guys once. We want to beat you twice. We don't want this unified title bullshit. So uh, we're going to fight you on night one for one title, and then we're going to fight you on night two for the other title. So we're going to win one, and then we're going to lose the other one. <laughs> That's where my brain went straight away, and I was just like, you know what? I'm really more than okay with that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fine. If it means getting gold on uh, Gabriel Kidd and Alex C, I'm into it because, hey, like him or not, Mr. Guy, Bishop might have become a premier tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I kind of like him. You don't. But uh, <laughs> so for the War Dogs to get at least one victory over them, not only does will that mean they have some golds and they look pretty cool, it also means, oh, they've got one each, one win each against each other. Oh, now we've got to do the, the tie break or whatever the fuck. I'm into it. I like it. If it, if it means... Uh, Helping put over some new young guys who are hungry and, and love it. I love what they do. I'm into it. I, I love both these tag team feuds. Uh, both tag teams have feuds that I'm into. Yeah. Actually, well, they're different tags, too. Tags. Yeah. And, you you said that uh, before. Yeah, you're right. Even the never tag matches. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to use these now. Like I said, it was like a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, it's like they just remembered they had tag titles all of a sudden. So, Holy shit, and, we've got more stars than we know what to do with. What do we do? Yeah, well, well here you go. You know, put Yoshihashi and Goto together again. But no, they've been around a while. But anyway, this um, I thought was very funny. Uh, this match made me laugh a lot, right? Because I'm just laughing at Goto getting his ass kicked. <laughs> so funny. So, But uh, something interesting you'd mentioned earlier, you said that these two tag team feuds are they feel different and that's because they are different one has a guy turning on the other guy you know and then the other one has two titles involved so they're both different and they're both like the same faction feuding with someone else so i don't know they did a good job here also it was good to see referee chumpy uh but luke this is when i realize why this show is because I was thinking, why is this fucking show here? And then we don't have a show for a week. And all of a sudden, I was getting ready to go try to, you know, save, you know, my bagel again. And uh, I, all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're going to announce the New Japan uh, G1 Climax blocks. And, and I was like, oh, shit. Again. <laughs> I couldn't stop. Dude, I could not type fast enough. This was like, they they announced these quick. And I was like, oh, my God. So they announced them in backwards order for some reason. So I guess, you know, I'll start with the first block here and uh the first block that gets announced oh they also announce every match that happens every every I skipped night that bit. and all the cards and i did not watch that either except no. we'll talk about the format and how the last three nights are going to go but anyway um 
D block, uh, uh, it's Tanahashi, Goto, Toriano, Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., yes, Shane Haste, the motherfucking android, and Jeff Cobb. So, Dude, did you lose your mind at the idea of getting another Naito, uh, sorry, yeah. another ZSJ Naito match and another ZSJ Yano match? Yeah, those are great matchups always. Um, Jeff Cobb versus the Android is uh, intriguing. And Tanahashi versus, again. Yeah, Tanahashi versus all these guys. You know, he's always Hell tremendous. Yeah. And I, I think hopefully we'll get to see more. I, I think Shane Haste is my favorite of the two TMDK heavyweight guys. Agreed. But, um, you know, we'll get to see more of him. And I get hopefully we'll see. You know, um, I did just notice the Aussie Open guys are not in here. And I didn't even think about that until now. Wow. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. They would have been. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Just imagine okay. what might have happened if Dunk didn't get injured. If Dunk didn't get injured, yeah. they'd still be champions. Would they have signed with AEW? Would they be in the G1? Like, it's, it is interesting to think about because um, no offense to Mr. Haste and Mr. Nichols, uh, the LZO. Oh, like, man, it would have been, like, been gnarly to see Kyle Fletcher in this at least, right? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, like, because, you know, Shane Hayes is kind of the Kyle Fletcher of that team, you know, yeah. in the way that he wrestles. He's, you know, everything's big and, and you know, kind of extreme. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Well, this will be fascinating, and hopefully, you know, those guys will step up. So. All right, so we have the C block, and this is the Luke loses his shit block <clears throat> because it is Tamatonga, Tomohiro Ishii, Shingo Takagi, Mikey Nichols, Aaron Hanare, Eddie fucking Kingston, ah. David Finley, and Evil. <laughs> so I, I I was able to pause this because like I'm watching this later. By the way, I typed this all out even though I watched this later, even though I could have just been like, oh, I'll just have a window open to it. Oh, I wrote all this out. That's how excited I am for G1, I guess. And after I wrote that block out, I was like, oh, my God, this is the never block right here. All right. And uh, maybe we'll see something from Mikey Nichols and then he'll impress us. I don't expect a huge score from him or anything like that. But, uh, hey, here's your chance to show him, man. I mean, I'm into it. I'm interested to see what he's got. Obviously, you know, Eddie Kingston versus Shingo is, you know, awesome. Him. Ishii. Him versus Hanare and Ishii, you know, those are obviously going to be very good. Um, but I'm fascinated uh, with Eddie Kingston versus Evil because, like, Eddie Kingston oh. does two things amazingly well. He does, like, you know, strikes power moves as his offense, and he sells. He sells better than, like, anyone ever has sold. And so, like, him versus Evil, hmm. That's that's magic right there. That's a recipe for some amazing stuff because he's obviously I, will try to injure him. Oh yeah. And, oh know, definitely. Kingston will will make you think that he's injured. So here's what I want from 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 Evil. All right, we saw Evil do absolutely wonderful ingenious things, teaming up with Show for the best of the Super Juniors. I don't look. I'm not mad if it's Dick Togo. I am mad if it's Yujiro. But I'd rather it be – I'd rather they pay it back and have show be the guy to help evil in the G1. Yeah. No, I think, I think could, that'd be awesome. We can look at the tag match schedule and figure that out, but I don't, I'm not going to do it. But you're right. Yeah. It, I, I, You know, last time we were talking about the G1 when they announced 
the participants and and we were like oh no ju no yujiro hopefully we were right let's put it that way <laughs> um, also one more thing to mention about this block is that you know the tamatanga finley feud is going to continue obviously which I'm kind of done with that, but who knows? Tomatonga might be coming back with a new a new coat of paint. We'll see how it works out. You know. I hope so. New music. I'm happy with that. Look, I also I would like to see how Tamatonga would do against other factions and stuff. Like right. I feel like he's been feuding for Bullet Club this whole time. I get it. It's part of the story because he left Bullet Club and all that. But I'm I'm ready to see him mix it up with maybe uh, some Jeff Cobb or some Zack Sabre, mm -hmm. something different. You know, anything. But uh, Hey, he's still going to crush it. He's really good. He was great last year's G1, so I, I assume he's going to be uh, just as damn good in this one too. So that last year's G1 is where he pulled out all of his new kind of moves, like the Supreme Flow and the, that yes. DVD bomb that he does. So, hey, beat Okada. Yeah. Remember that? That was wild. Fuck yeah. So, uh, anyway, so the B block, Luke, speaking of Okada, it is uh, – now, we had thought that the story would be Okada be in the same block as a bunch of the young guys. That's not what they did. It's mm -mm. something different. So it's Okada, Yoshihashi, which is always a fun match, uh, by the way. Uh, Tongaloa returning, hopefully with a new coat of paint as well. Uh, El Fantasmo, hey, Tai Chi, hey. the greatest wrestler. You stepped on me saying Tai Chi to Sorry. say ELP, I you apologize. son of a bitch. Fuck off. I so Tai Chi, um, <laughs> Will, Will Ospreay, Great Okan, and Kenta. So first of all, I, you know, Okada versus Will Ospreay, obviously that's that was last year's finals maybe or something or the year before. That was an amazing match when they had that. And uh, you know, Will Ospreay versus Tai Chi is fascinating to me. And also Great Okan versus Will Ospreay is very fascinating to me. And Great Okan versus Kenta. Yeah. Those are matchups that are gonna happen. So, so Great Okan versus Tai Chi, Luke. <laughs> yes. I see Okada announced. And it's not a whole bunch of the young guys. And then I see what the next block is. And looking back, I think I like this setup even more. Because in A block, we have Sonata, Shuta Umino, Ren Narita, Yoda Suji, Hikaleo, Gabriel Kidd, and Kato uh, Kiyomiya. Why do I like this block? Well, if Akata was in a block with all of them, like, all the stories would run out. Wouldn't it? Here's yeah. a better story. Put all the guys who want to beat the shit out of Akata in a different block and have the winner of that block hopefully face Okada in the finals, right? Who wants I mean, to beat the shit out of Okada more? Shooter? Ren Narita? Uh, Okiyomiya? Uh, or Sonata again? Like, Sonata, get, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Yoda Suji wants to get in on that action as well, right? So would Gabriel Kidd, who cares about Chase. I'm sure, I'm sure Hikaleo would, would like to get on some of that action. It's like the stories are all there. It's fucking awesome. I'm into it. Yeah, this is all the young guys in the same you know block. That's fascinating. It also is you know mirrors something that maybe will happen in uh, you know the 20. 2015, I think, uh, G1, 2016, the Noah guys were in that tournament. I always talk about that. That was my favorite G1. Mm -hmm. And um, Marifuji beat Okada in the tournament and then earned a title shot later down the road. And that was one of the greatest matches that year in a, in a year that had, you know, some of the best matches of all time in it. And so here we have Kiyomiya in the same block as the champ. 
will that happen? You know, that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see that. So, uh, you know, I don't this. Uh, so let's talk about the format a little bit. It's, you know, there's, there's a couple things I like about this. One is that having four blocks will allow guys to rest. There'll be times when we're like, man, we haven't seen a great with have with Great Ocon last year. We haven't seen him wrestle. Yeah, yet. we're like four days into the tournament, right? That'll happen, which is no problem because it keeps you from getting sick of the seeing the same guys over and over again. It mixes it up as far as that goes. Also, like you know, they have changed uh, the time limits from 30 minutes to 20 minutes. I saw a lot of people bitching about that, and I'm like, how many matches go 30 minutes? Exactly. The the standard length of a New Japan G1 match is generally a, like a never match, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah 15 to 20, 20 minutes. And, yeah. and you, you, you know, the main event will be 23 minutes or less, you know. So it's like this will add the, you know, time limit draw kind of element a little more, you know, maybe. So I like that. And I, I just I'm interested it like while they're announcing this and I'm seeing the blocks, I'm thinking, are they going to do? like what they did in the best of super juniors where they had the semifinals and then the finals, which was really cool. I liked that a lot. It was a great way to kind of get some matchups that we weren't going to see, you know, any other way except in tag matches. So here's what they're going to do. So there's going to be like a quarterfinal show where it's like all the guys, you know, like whoever's the top point getters against another block of top point getters two in each block and then the next night will be the semifinals which will be the winners of those matches against each other to get to the, the finals the night after and dude that is going to be awesome yeah <laughs> love that uh not only that like it's also it's also good for giving a bit of extra shine to people because, like, you, you best believe that Mike Bailey is going to have motherfuckers say on commentary and all sorts of shows and all that. Oh, by the way, did you know that this guy was in the semifinals of one of the most grueling tournaments in, like, wrestling? Because, you know, that, that schedule was fucking brutal. How good is that going to look for Mike Bailey? You know, all that kind of stuff. So you could say, like, oh, Kiyomiya made it to the semifinals, for example. You know, and, like, that's fucking cool. Like, it puts shine on guys. I like it. This this is gonna be nuts. <clears throat> uh, they all look like pussies though because like you saw the best of the Super Juniors schedule. So I'm joking by the way. I'm got like <laughs> I don't want anyone to do that schedule. That's fucking gnarly brutal. So like I respect yeah. those junior boys, but uh, do I want everyone to do it? Uh, no. Hey, New Japan next year. How about four blocks for the for the juniors and we'll do the same thing. Hey, you, you got this should be enough juniors like all star festivals. How many? Yeah, we're ready. Want, want us to like Amakasa? Put him in the best of Super Juniors next year. Yeah, no kidding. Because so it's far, great... I'm more, I'm more, I'm more uh, impressed by Titan. But to be honest, so uh, there you go. Out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing that I really love about this too is that I, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it was that this is a month-long tournament again. And like before, yeah. it was, and there's nothing else attached to it. So we don't have World Tag League or something, you know, Super Juniors Tag League, like fucking tagging along like we've had in the past with some of these bigger tournaments. And I just this seems like the most proper uh, G1 since we've started covering them. And I'm fired up about that as well, because that's one of the things that's so awesome. It's late in you know or early in august you've been watching this shit like every other day for fucking month and you're exhausted but 
all of a sudden Will Ospreay versus Great Khan happens and your eyes snap open. You're like, oh my God, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I love the G1 so much. I love what it does to me. It makes me like more motivated as a person because I have all this shit that I got to do still and do this. I don't know. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. So uh, I, I guess we got to move on now, Luke, though. Uh, we have an eight-man tag here. It is Shota Umino, Ren Narita, Desperado, and Tiger Amasaka versus Okada, Master Huato, Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And they kind of just Tiger act Mask. like <laughs> – they kind of just act like – Tanahashi and Okada didn't just have a match against each other. You know, at least it doesn't seem to play much of a role in this match. But uh, I'm sure Yoshihashi's talking about it on commentary. So Shoka, uh, this is really funny. Shota Umino appears at the top of the escalator. It goes down the escalator. (laughs) I had to get used at least once. Come on. That's really funny. That made me laugh. So. Renderita has new boots and uh, he's new boot goofing and they have the white stripes on them like the like down the side kind of like they match Desperado's gear when Suzuki comes back will his like little patch on his butt you know that's usually a certain color will that be white that'd be cool so anyway uh, Tiger Mask he tags in late and uh, Ishii and Shota go at the middle go in at the middle of the match strong style heavy but where am I at here I don't know I didn't care this much about this match. So, oh, okay, let's start over. So there's uh, really good stuff that starts between Wado and Desperado. That's really good at the beginning. Okada's really great telling the stories from the apron. So he's staying on the apron. And just him doing his fucking fuck you Shota Umino stuff, you know, from the apron, just being dismissive from all the way over there. He's telling stories. It's amazing. And then I just love that. And Shota Umino and Ren Narita, they fight over who will face Okada. And Okada doesn't care. So that's fun. Um, but uh, anyway, there's some really good stuff in here. Tiger Mask tags in late, like I said, in the match. and then, But he's about to get his shit in, but no, everybody's in the pool. And so Tiger's left alone with Ishii, and uh, the champs team up on him. And it's like, Jesus, guys. Okada picks him up for that neckbreaker thing and is, like, so careful with Tiger Mask. I'm like, oh, respect, yeah. buddy. That was very nice. So Watto hits a dive, and we can't see it, but uh, he just kind of splats on the floor, I'm pretty sure. He kind of skips off of somebody. And shit. <laughs> so that was funny. Brain Buster, Tiger Mask gets pinned by Ishii, but uh, that was fun. Dude, my one of my favorite things happened right at the start. So Shooter looks like he's going to start the match. Renarita kicks him in the guts and throws him out. Fuck you, I'm starting this match. Get out of here. I like seeing uh, Bato and uh, Despi mix it up. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, all three of the champs wail on Tiger Mask, but they wail on him in such a way as, like, is he dead? Yeah. Did they look after him? Yeah. (laughs) Am I okay with that? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't matter what we think. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) But, yeah, Brain Buster. And Ishii pins Tiger, but yeah. <clears throat> By the way, one thing I really love at post match is uh, the winners are celebrating, getting their arms raised, and Ishii's already fucked off while his music plays. So <laughs> <laughs> his music's playing while the other wrestlers are in the ring getting their arms raised. And he's already halfway out the door. Oh my god, that is so Ishii. And he's just like, yeah, fuck this bullshit, I'm out. So next we have what I think is 
might be one of your favorite house show matches. It's one of mine too. It's, it adds a bit of extra spice to it. Otherwise, inconsequential show. Even though it's funny, like we we say, like uh, all together now or whatever it is was the uh, <laughs> was a one match show with the main event, but uh, this was a one announcement show. <laughs> I know, yeah. One blocks, but uh, this match is really, really cool, a lot of fun, and it's Lij. That is Bushi. Uh, oh, I'm really liking Bushi's masks. He's got the hair out. Yeah. He's, he's done his hair down. I kind of <laughs> like it. Different style. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna dye bleach your hair blonde, what's the point of like you bleach your hair blonde and you wear a mask? It's for him. It's not for us. It's it, for it him. Is. And now he wants to share it. So that's very kind. That is. I'm glad. Well, what I'm saying is thank you, Bushi, for sharing your beautiful hair <laughs> with me. That's what I want to say. So we've got Yoda Suji, Naito, Shingo. I'm discombobulated now. All right. Who we got? Naito, Shingo, Hiromu, Yoda Suji, and Bushi versus just our five guys. That's all of them. That is Sonata, Taichi, Doki. Taka Michinoku and who don't miss Eve at Sonata. Oh no, I mentioned him. Yoshinobi Katamaru. There we go. Woo woo. That's what I get for writing just LIJ versus just five guys. You fucking idiot, right? Their names down. Yoda Suji to start, and it's with Sonata. So uh, that's really cool. Sonata has to be saved, though, from an early elimination. Dude, this. This is one of my favorite feuds in wrestling. Like, there's so many feuds I really like in New Japan right now yeah. that are really heating up. But this one is one of my favorites. I like Yoda's, like, fucking smile and smiles and stuff. It's like, oh, you left this group, and uh, guess what? Uh, I'm, I'm in it now. They, they like me more. Fuck you. Like, that kind of smile. I like it. It's it's so cool. Yoda Suji looks amazing, which means uh, <laughs> Taka gets his ass whooped and pinned by Yoda Suji with what? A falcon arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Doki comes in and I'm like, oh, I'm scared. Mind you, look, I'd say like one of my few nitpicks in this match, but there's two. One of my major nitpick is I see the sloppiest combination combrone ever, ever on yeah. Doki. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Why? I was, I was hoping, I was hoping Doki would just get up and push him. When he was standing yeah. on the apron, I was like, man, because the connect, that's like one of the dumbest moves you can do in this kind of match. And Naito yeah. should have paid for doing something dumb like that. Just my opinion. Dude, that's my second nitpick of this match. Uh, I wanted to see Doki eliminate Naito. I don't quite We've get that. We've been asking for it. We've been asking for it for a while. <laughs> I long set this mini feud up. Come on, let it pay off at least <laughs> once. Just for us. Like, we're the only two who probably care about this because we talk about it all the time. But we want it. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> There's a cool spot where uh, Sonata and Shingo are both on the apron and Hanari, uh, uh, Hiromu and Kanemaru almost knock uh, out each other's guy. So that was pretty cool. Tai Chi eliminates Abushi. I missed who I missed the Sonata elimination. I'm sorry. Uh, Naito eliminates Tai Chi. Well, Sonata, and, Sonata and Shingo were both eliminated together. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Kanemaru right, yeah. and Hiromu, yeah. which is it that's was how comedic, comedic apron shenanigans there. Yeah. So uh, Naito eliminates Taichi. Kanemaru eliminates Naito. Yay. Though I wish it had been Doki. Uh, Yoda Suji saves Hiromu from being eliminated, carrying him around, then puts him back on the ring apron. Doesn't work. Doki, Doki just drop kicks him out. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? If I'm not going to give the, get the spot where Doki eliminates Naito, 
don't keep eliminating Hiromu. I'm not going to allow this. I'm going to allow this. That's fine. Uh, Doki fails day break once, but uh, he hits it a second time. By the way, by the time it's uh, by the time Doki eliminates Hiromu, it's just Doki versus Yoda Suji. So you know Suji's winning as he should because he's the young lion back, and we want to see what he's made of and what kind of moves that he has. He's a heavyweight too, so and he's heavyweight as well. So I'm into it. I like it. Yoda Suji is awesome. He pins uh, Doki after a spear for the win. So, yeah. yeah. Cool I stuff. I like this. It was yeah. very house showy, and, you know, they weren't, no one was trying to do anything crazy except Doki. Doki's like, after he eliminated Hiromu, he sees Suji standing out there. And I honestly, at that point, I thought Doki won because I forgot Suji was still in it because he had been on the outside. And Doki's like, fuck you. It just does this crazy tope out of nowhere. <laughs> It's cheap, and he goes through the ropes, so he's not eliminated. <laughs> so that was really funny. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was very house showy, but it was great. We got a little kind of you know idea of what Suji's going to look like in tag matches. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. In fact, he like at the beginning he doesn't wait for Naito. So usually like Lij, they do their thing where they all stand there, they wait for each other, they wait for Naito, they head down together. He didn't wait. As soon as Naito like came out, he just started walking towards the ring. And he's got that grin like he knows what he's doing. He's just being a dickhead. And is he playing mind games with LIJ? Or is he playing mind games with them to make it look like he's playing mind games with them so that the other team is getting mind games played with them? <laughs> it's, it's, and it's he does all this thing, with so. just by grinning and just doing yeah. little things. Yeah, it's all there. It's oh, going to be an ongoing storyline. Like, ah. I didn't know where Yoda Suji was going to land when he came back to New Japan, but now that he's in LIJ, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And it's perfect because of all yeah, the times we, they fucked with him when he was a young lion. We had just uh, seen, you know, the announcement that their Suji and Sonata will be in the same block, too. So they're going to get, you know, Suji has another chance coming up. So we get a standoff between them after the match, too. And uh, I don't know. I mean, pretty fun two shows to talk about, Luke. Uh, you know, very light which is good. We did get quite a bit of uh, talk out of it, I'll tell you that much. So. Yeah, I guess that ha- that's what happens when you do a show with me on a, at a night time for me because uh, I've had yeah. a few drinks and I'm, I'm chit-chatty, but I, I had a great time. I, I like how we were both like, you know what, we're going to be brief all together again, and then we were normal speed. <laughs> Spent like an hour on it, yes. Yeah, and why not? There was stuff to talk about, so uh, we talk indeed indeed we did but uh out of the two shows a part of me is like i like new japan so the new japan show was probably more my cup of tea and that's fine because i'm into all these hot little stories that are going on right now and uh, i can't wait to see what they do next uh even though like i want to uh, uh, Catch 2-2 just got the titles. I'm not ready to see them lose it. Uh, they should get some... I don't know, man. There's so many ways they could go. So many And I'm ways. excited. So many ways. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great, man. I'm I'm uh, excited for New Japan. You know, this has been... The hype train's been all aboard ever since Wrestle Kingdom and the lead up to it. So, you know, I don't know, man. I'm pretty fired up. I'm excited. It's always great to, uh, you know have a podcast with my buddy so you know thank you luke for three years of podcasting 
I wouldn't say hey. excellence. I wouldn't say we're excellent, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're we're pretty good. So thank you for three, three years, years of, of podcasting adequateness. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to be pretentious piss boys, you know. No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think our show's pretty good. It's uh, you know, I'm sure it can be a slog Thanks, for man. folks at time, but we have a lot of fun doing it. So appreciate all the listeners out there. Some of you've been with us from the very beginning, and thank you for being here. Some of you didn't last and some of you are are you know found us later on however you found us thanks so much share us with a friend we're funny you i mean they'll probably laugh the same yeah do it and uh all that kind of stuff listen and uh you know if you're new and uh you like the tone of this episode check out the uh, best of super juniors from last year that's a roller coaster you'll love it and well, uh that's not even close to what we were dealing with tonight. Tonight was not even, yeah. I mean, that was like comedy. <laughs> that that was a come up. This was a serious episode compared to that one. That was a whole like, you know, three stooges yeah. routine. <laughs> I guess I'm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, unless Mr. Guy has anything he'd wish to add. Uh, programming note. So there's no shows for a week. So we might do a never round or we might take a break. You know, you'll see a new episode if you see one. So fuck off. Yep. Yeah, agreed. I had a feeling like, oh, there's not a show for a week. And the light bulb went off. Never round. Anyway, if there's a uh, man, that's the first time you've had something to add that I've left that gap for you. Oh, I'm... It's not. It's not. Because like a couple <coughs> weeks ago, I on. added the Blink 182 as a piece of shit band. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that is that is true. All right, well, proof that my memory is just garbage. And uh, in Gato, we trust. <laughs> my memory is garbage, and in Gato, we trust. That's good. <laughs>